you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. I feel like I'm wide receiver one. Evan Neal came in and started as a true freshman, so I knew what it was like to be thrown in the fire. I really feel like every time I step on the field, I want to impose my will and really just play the game, you know, violently how I think it's meant to be played. I want to be the best, and I am the best. So. No other running back in this class can do what I can do with the ball in my hands. My skill set, my versatility, the things I can do on the football field. You know, you're going to get a guy who loves to work hard, you know, loves to be a part of a team and just... You know, lives and breathes football. You can count on me to be there when you need me. You can count on me to play. You get the best of both worlds from Brees Hall, and you're going to get a great person and player. Something that I always dreamed of my whole life, just to be able to play in the NFL. It's truly a blessing. Such a special day in our NFL. Oh, dreams are going to come true, and not only for the prospects that will become part of the NFL, but also for you, the fans watching, who get... Some of this energy, some of this skill on your team. Draft Day 2022 NFL Draft presented by Verizon in primetime from Las Vegas. You can see it right here on NFL Network. In fact, you need to just stay at NFL Network all day long. Our show is four hours. Then we have Draft Day kickoff. This program right here is in New York presented by Ram Trucks with Kyle Brandt. Hello. Former and Pro Bowl quarterback Matt Castle. Great to be with you this morning. Cool outfit. <laughs> Love you. having you. Uh, and we, of course, have myself, Kay Adams. I'd like to say welcome to all of our viewers on NFL Network, as always, but also to ESPN2 yeah. viewers who are hanging out with us. This is our show. We're usually on from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. We've got four hours leading you into your coverage over there and ours, where you should be here on NFL Network. We're not alone here in New York. We know the draft is across the country in Vegas, so let's bring in Peter Schrager and the lead block. Lead block. Here He's there, yes, in Vegas with Tom Pelissero this morning. And there you have it, the Bellagio Fountains. No better place to be today than the heart of it all where we find our guest, Tom P. Peter S., let's start here at the top of the draft. What are you hearing about that first overall pick, Peter? I know you've been busy. Yeah, we've been busy, and Kay, we've already got a little curveball in the day one of the draft. We're inside right now. That's because it's incredibly windy outside, and those Bellagio fountains, they would be spraying everywhere all over us. Tom, what is the weather situation? We're talking weather draft day, and why is everyone concerned about maybe contingency plans for this evening? So round one of the NFL draft is scheduled to begin at 5 p.m. local time, but we are under what's called a red flag warning from 11 a.m until 8 p.m., which means strong winds, 20 to 30 miles per hour, gusts up to 40 miles per hour, as well as low humidity. Well, the stage where the NFL draft is set to begin is under the high roller observation wheel at the link. So it's outdoors. 
It's uncovered. But what I can tell you, this is the important part, is regardless of what happens weather-wise tonight, the show will go on. The NFL always has contingency plans. Ken Fiore, the NFL executive, is actually going to be posted up at the Caesars Forum. He's the one in contact with clubs. So if for some reason there's an evacuation situation, the clubs will continue. The picks will continue. I'm told there's actually, Peter, a separate room inside the Caesars Forum where Roger Goodell, if we have to get him off the stage, can go to the small room, continue announcing picks on TV, and the players who are in the green room over there, too, would be able to go get their photo and their hug, just not quite in as big of a setting as we're used to. The weather is one storyline. And of course, the top of the draft is the other. Let's get right into it because it's draft day. And we've been saying for days, this is unlike any other NFL draft, Tom, because we don't know who's going number one. Well, here we are a few hours out. What's the latest? We still do not have clarity on what the Jaguars are doing with the number one overall pick, which, of course, is the drama that the NFL wants, certainly the drama that the Jaguars want because it forces us to talk about them throughout the day because we don't really know what's locked in. The same names, Trayvon Walker from Georgia, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, potentially one of those offensive linemen, Iki Iquanu or Evan Neal. There's still several possibilities here. They did, of course, extend Cam Robinson's contract three years, $54 million on Wednesday. That would seem to point in the direction, Peter, of them going with a defensive player, but we will know for sure as we get closer to draft time. I got a chance to spend some time with Aiden Hutchinson last evening, was talking to him. He doesn't know yet. He clearly was not lying to me. He's like, I don't know. I, I, I've heard everything from one to two, and hopefully not anything below that, but he does not know yet, meaning that he has not been told by the Jaguars one way or the other. Trayvon Walker, I've spoken to people in his camp, he is not aware either. So we're not the only ones in the dark, and uh, literally speaking here, in the dark. Uh, so are the young men who are expected to go numbers one and numbers two in this draft. Um, but my inkling is still Trayvon Walker at this point. It certainly seems like that is the guy that Trent Bulky has identified for a long time. It would certainly be a bold pick when you just compare the production of him to an Aiden Hutchinson. But as we all know, scouting is about identifying traits and what you can do at the next level. All right, Kay, back to you guys in New York City where there are no inclement wind conditions at the moment. <laughs> Not yet. Sometimes there is a draft over here. Uh, sure. I saw that look mm. to camera, Peter. Don't think you're not fooling anyone. I know your final mock draft dropped over at NFL.com slash Schrager. Walker potentially at one. We're going to break it down here on the show in a bit. And I love that, Peter, you're too mm. dressed alike today for the, for the holiday. Mm. Yeah. Fancy. Twinsies. Didn't even notice. I love it. <laughs> It's just an eight. Well, it's very early we do. out there in Vegas. Order. But it's early because we need to be there and cover this thing from all angles. You heard Peter Schrager, Tom Pellicero there. They'll be back throughout the show. But let's talk about tonight, hours away from the NFL draft. What is the thing that you're most excited to find out? The answer, you'll finally get to your painstaking question, Kyle. So many things. I'm always intoxicated today by the stakes of the draft. Hall of Famers will be drafted tonight. Uh, woeful mistakes will be made tonight. Hall of Famers and players who will not be on the team anymore in two to three years. Uh, I, this will shock everyone to, at home to know that I'm from the suburbs. And when you're in the suburbs and you host in my town, you host a, like a Christmas party or a cocktail party, you'll get a text like an hour before the party from one of your bros. And he'll be like, dude, just so you know, I'm coming in hot. Now that means they've had like a couple of Manhattans in their kitchen. Just so you know. Uh, this draft is coming in hot, everybody. It's coming in hot. This is not one of those where we know the first three or four picks and then we get to the pick that's where the draft gets drunk now this draft is already on it it's already nuts and especially in the middle of that where are the quarterbacks going we could have a night tonight where a dude from liberty university liberty malik willis goes with the second overall pick he could go to the second people who dedicate their careers to doing these things have him mocked to detroit at two other people like peter uh, have quarterbacks like kenny pickett being mocked to detroit at 32, Ooh. Desmond Ritter is mocked before Kenny Pickett in some. Matt Corral is mocked before some. We don't have any idea, and it's really fun. It's really sexy. We don't have a clue. And in the middle of Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis, uh, how about the other quarterbacks? Where are they going? Where's Baker Mayfield going tonight? Where's Jimmy Garoppolo going? That is the side dish to the open bar of this draft. It couldn't be more Vegas. Debo! A city of intrigue. Where's Debo Where's going? Debo is anybody going? going anywhere? Why is he um, upset? 
This is already the best draft of all time. Matt Castle, 230th pick overall back in the day. How do you feel? Wait, wait, wait. How Gosh, many I mean, hold on. How many hold, quarterbacks do you think are right people? Yeah, how many do you actually think are going to The crazy take is there's many people who say zero. 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 I'm not going to say zero. I'm going to go nuts, though. I'm going to say it's going to be one. I think it's going to be – and Peter – listen, Peter has, Peter's mock draft dropped yeah. this morning. Uh-huh. And he's got Pickett barely sneaking into the first round at 32. I think it's going to be one. I think it's going to be a dude I from Liberty. I was going to say the dude with the high potential ceiling yeah. or the NFL ready one. All right, Castle. All right, well, I mean, at the got? same block party he had, right? And yeah. Go in. <laughs> coming in hot. In, they, I've had a few Manhattans, right? And I look at the table and look. There's a lot of one position. And that position for me is the wide receiver. That's what I want to go in and see right now because, look, okay. you've got – Speed in this draft with Jamison Williams. Right. You've got you've got um, Garrett Wilson. You've got Chris Olave. You got Drake London. Huge you've guy, got yeah. Tr- Traylon Burks. You've got uh, Johan Dotson. Johan Dotson. What's up? Shout out for you. So we've got all different combinations of wide receivers right now, and everybody talks about in this draft that it could be a big run on wide receivers, particularly in the top. I mean, the, the top part of the round to the middle part of the first round. So I'm really interested to see what takes place and who's going to go to the table tonight and start picking these wide receivers because it'll be a lot of fun to see where these guys go mm-hmm. and how they can improve some of these teams and help these quarterbacks out that you're talking about. Craig's oh, in red flag braving the conditions up there mm. in Vegas. We throw it back to you for the thing you are most excited to finally have answered. Yeah, I love the top of the draft in this one. I think we're going to finally obviously know who goes one and two, but now there's a lot of juice around three. Last night, late, the, you know, there's been a rumor that Houston might go corner at number three with Derek Stingley Jr. being the pick, not Sauce Gardner, which almost had me ripping up my mock draft altogether. I'm fascinated to see what the Houston Texans do. It feels like we have been waiting 18 months for the Houston Texans to be able to start fielding a real team again, and they have the three pick and they have the 13 pick. What are they doing at three? Do they have the courage to pass on maybe an Iki Aquanu or an Evan Neal or even one of the other pass rushers like Kayvon Thibodeau and instead take a corner at three? Three. Fascinating spot in the draft. The Houston Texans. Once upon a time, there were 32 NFL franchises we talk about. Last year, we didn't talk much about the Texans. It's because they weren't as relevant as they probably should have been with the way they played, despite not having a stable situation in that building. We get an answer today. Who is going to be their cornerstone piece as the rebuild of the Houston Texans begins at number three overall? It's well said. Is Walker Hutch at one? Will there be trades? Let's get to the mock draft. The final one. For- yeah. Doing it all night last night, so we're going to dig into that. By the way, we have reporters wall to wall. I'm looking at this list. Everyone, ever. I'll just pick a team. The I'm whole Zinke roster. Dales, whole Green Bay is Green Bay trading up to get a wide receiver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are the Chiefs going to jump them and sure. trade up to get a wide sure, receiver? Will there be a run? The Panthers at six. Bridget Condon is there. Nice. Patrick Claiborne with the Saints, who are sneaky. Always. Mm-hmm. What are the Saints mm-hmm. up to? Quiet. Almost too quiet. Mm. <laughs> That's such a draft. Almost, almost, too, almost too quiet. quiet. <laughs> We're not quiet here on the show. It is draft day. We got you covered all morning long. Boots on the ground yeah. in Vegas for four hours and everything you need ahead of round one. And just hours from now, these teams are on the clock. So we figured we'd put ourselves on the clock answering some rapid fire questions about the draft. We've met the prospects. We'll tell you what we know. Plus. 3.0. Peter's final, we think, mock draft revealed in just a few minutes. Who's number one? Where do the quarterbacks go? I kind of teased it earlier. He has a quarterback a lot of people have in the top ten in a much different place. We're breaking on the board. Good morning, football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, this is where I'm at right now. This is the Bellagio Fountains. This is an unbelievable scene in Las Vegas. And yet underneath those fountains and in those buildings, Everyone's asking the same thing. Where, 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 where my guy going or who's my team taking? Yes, it's the draft. We are so excited. And after months since the combine of tinkering with this thing and having two other versions beforehand and coming out hot last time saying Trayvon Walker was going to be the number one overall pick and causing some ripples around our media world. I've got my final mock draft up now. Let's see it. Let's unveil it. This is with, with, with great hesitation, and yet I got to stand behind it. Here it is. I stick with Trayvon Walker, one to Jacksonville. Plenty behind that. We'll talk about it. Number two, Aiden Hutchins. Three, Houston goes icky. And let's get to the Jets. Four, Sauce Gardner over Kayvon Thibodeau. Sauce Gardner. The Jets take a corner at four. Number five, the Giants take Charles Cross over Evan Neal. And then the Panthers don't go Kenny Pickett. They take Evan Neal. Giants, I've got taking Stingley and Wink Martindale's defense. They go corner, giving them Cross and Stingley as the two picks. Then Thibodeau, eight to Atlanta, does not fall out of the top ten. Let's keep going. Seahawks go pass rusher with Jermaine Johnson. Jets go receiver. Then the the receiver run begins. Drake London, 11 to Washington. Kyle Hamilton, yes, I know. Harrison Smith is there. Let him learn from Harrison Smith. He goes to Minnesota. And then two teams trade up to get receivers. The Philadelphia Eagles trade up with the Houston Texans, giving a second-round pick as well to go get Jamison Williams. And then the Packers do Aaron Rodgers right, get Chris Olave at 14. 15, Jordan Davis. 16, Saints go pinning in the top 20. 17, a little early. Kenyon Green goes to the Chargers. They get tackle help. Trent McDuffie with that Eagles pick goes to the Texans. Dotson to the Saints. Malik Willis is our first quarterback at 20. (laughs) Patriots go linebacker. Patriots go linebacker. Quay Walker. Ravens go safety. Ravens go safety. Dax Hill. Zion Johnson to the Cardinals. Tyler Linderbaum, a center to the Cowboys. Let's wrap it up with the final picks. Brees Hall, I still have going to the Bills. Tyler Smith, a lineman. Lewis Seen, who we got to know on the show, he gets into the first round at 27 to Tampa Bay. Devin Lloyd, 28. Then back-to-back, Elam and Burks, the SEC guys, to Kansas City. Then I go tight end for the Bengals. Trey McBride, we had him on the show. He was excellent. And then the final pick of the first round, Kenny Pickett. The quarterback we've been talking about maybe going as high as two to the Lions. I do have him going in the first round, but not until 32. Just two quarterbacks selected. A lot of that is me throwing a dart and now just kind of doing the blindfold and waiting for the fear, the fervor from everyone on Twitter. Let's go back to the studio, guys. Have at it. Pick it round of applause, guys. Right round of applause. Peter, we're impressed. We're proud of you. It's excellent, excellent work. Uh, now let's pick this thing apart. Peter, I know you're very familiar with the shot of Aiden Hutchinson lining up against the left tackle from Ohio State, calling him out, pointing him out, and then absolutely trucking him. Uh, that is what the Michigan fans, of which there are many in the media, will be doing to you tomorrow morning if Aiden Hutchinson does go number one overall. You have Trayvon Walker. You have thought about this for months. Why do you have the Georgia edge rusher going to Jacksonville instead of the guy from Michigan? 
All right, I've heard that there are people in that building who are really pushing Hutchinson and really pushing Icky. I also feel like at the end of the day, it's going to be Trent Balky making the play and Trent Balky making the push for Trayvon Walker. The fact that I have not heard from several folks in Aiden Hutchinson's camp that he has gotten word of where he's going or if Jacksonville has engaged with him on that number one overall pick, it just did not seem right, did not seem kosher to me leading up to this thing. And now that we're at the draft, the more, I, the more I'm hearing, the more it sounds like Walker is going to be number one. But I say this with, with great honesty and great vulnerability. That is not a sure thing. That is an educated guess at this point. And if it were to be Hutchinson, I would nod and I would say, well, all right, I got that one wrong. And all along we knew it was one of these two, and those were the, that's the pick. Okay, Peter, we're here in New York, and the Jets and Giants fans are watching, knowing you're plugged into both of these teams. So let's break those picks picks down. You've got the Jets taking Sauce Gardner at number four, along with Garrett Wilson at 10. You have the Giants going with Charles Cross, who I love, and Derek Stingley Jr. over Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau. What convinced you to go in that direction? Please, please tell us. Let's go with the Jets, why they would go corner. I feel like he's the safest thing in the draft. He's the surest thing in the draft, and it's a huge position and area of need. That's why Sauce Gardner goes number four over Kayvon Thibodeau and over some of the other offensive tackles. The one that's going to surprise a lot of fans in New York are are the two Giants picks. I believe they are going to look to go with a, a player who they can put right there and protect their quarterback at five. If it is Evan Neal or if it is Icky, okay. I think Charles Cross is the guy. Everything I'm hearing, Charles Cross, very high on the Giants list and might fit what they're doing, maybe even more than Evan Neal or Icky Aquanu, in that he is the rock solid pass protector. Over 1,200 pass protection plays while he was at Mississippi State. And then Derek Stingley over Thibodeau, Derek Stingley over Jermaine Johnson, Derek Stingley over a wide receiver. Because in Wink Martindale's defense, it is send the dogs, let's trust that corner, that CB1, and let him make the plays. I think Derek Stingley is viewed that way in the league. And after him at the corner spot, a huge drop-off. So Giants fans, I understand it might not be the names, Thibodeau and Neal on the board. I get it. But if it is Cross and Stingley, understand that that comes from great scouting and great work and what fits what they want to build in New York. Great work by you. You sort of had cross-mocked to the Giants all the way through the draft process. You've been consistent on that. I want to break down the wide receivers. There's obviously going to be a run. It's the position where there's the most most depth. You've got some trades in this thing, and I think they're very interesting because I think one fan base is going to be really excited about it if it happens, mm-hmm. and the other not so much. So let's look at what you did here. You have the Eagles, who have some scar tissue, some baggage, if you will, when it comes to drafting wide receivers. You have them making a move with the Texans at 13 to get Jamison Williams. Then you've got the Packers. We've been beating this drum here on the show week in, week out. You have them dealing with Baltimore at 14 to lock in Chris Olave. What is the thinking behind those? Yeah, I think I think both those teams are going to be sniffing around. Howie Roseman is a gangster when it comes to the draft. He's always trying to make moves. The Packers are not. The Packers usually sit tight and they wait. I think Green Bay, it is imperative. If they want to get one of those top four wide receivers, they will not be there at 22. They will not be there at 28. They have to make a move. And if they don't, they might be left with the fifth, the sixth, maybe even the seventh wide receiver on their boards at 22 and 28. Okay, I think it's time for them to be aggressive. Chris Olave is the one of the fastest receivers in this draft, also perhaps the most complete receiver in this draft. Aaron Rodgers can insert him in the lineup right away, and he is a number two and a potential number one. I don't see that with Traylon Burks. I don't see that with Dotson out of Penn State. And I don't see that with either Christian Watson or Sky Moore, some of the names that might be available at 22 and 28. I don't think the top four wide receivers are escaping the top 15. So if that's the case, they're going to have to be aggressive. And I see the Ravens being a trade partner who'd be willing to trade back. Peter, you're in Vegas, what they call, you're on a heater right now. You are on fire. Let's keep it going. This is the sixth draft that we have covered together as a show. And Kay and I know that you always are talking the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks at draft time. It's always about the quarterbacks. Just two in your final mock draft, both of them interesting. For the third straight mock, Peter, you have not budged on Malik Willis to Pittsburgh at 20. And then in a huge departure, Kenny Pickett in the final pick of the first round to Detroit. Kenny Pickett is not attending the draft in Vegas, so he will not be in the Brady Quinn, Aaron Rodgers mode. But tell us why Willis at 20 and Pickett at 32. 
Yeah, I, I think I think Pittsburgh would be shocked to see Willis sitting there at 20, especially with the Saints before them and especially with all those other quarterback needy teams, whether it be Carolina or potentially even Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he slips. I think 20 is a good spot, and I think he would be the guy based on what he can do for that Pittsburgh offense and what they're looking to be in the post-Ben Roethlisberger era. Kenny Pickett, I'm sorry, I don't have a place for Kenny Pickett. I just don't. I don't mm-hmm. th- those other teams have quarterbacks, and if he's not at Carolina at six— if he doesn't go to where, you know, David Tepper, a Pittsburgh alum, and where Matt Rule, who recruited him to play at Temple, if they don't select him at six, and currently I don't have them picking him at six, I don't have another landing spot for him. And I, I give him 32 mm-hmm. to Detroit. But the truth of the matter is it could be any team from about 20 to 32, or it could be a team trying to trade back into the first round, getting him on a fifth-year option. But I'm sorry. We knew all along it wasn't the quarterback draft. I don't think it's going to be the quarterback first round, and it might be one of those where we're shocked the next morning saying not one in the first 19 picks. That's how I see it going down. Time for here on the clock, presented by Progressive Insurance. For the past two weeks, we've been presenting scenarios here at the breakfast table in New York and putting teams on the clock, but because draft day is here, and in honor of that, we're going to change it up a little, and we're all going to be on the clock. Peter Schrager in Vegas as well, covering all things draft. Go see his mock draft, but let's get into the 60 seconds for a series of questions. Short answers. It's easy. Ready, Castle? I think I'm ready. 60 seconds is going to be pretty quick. Mm, well, at least you don't have to deal with a delay in Peter Schrager out in Vegas, uh, yeah, but we'll get point. there. Kyle Brent, you're across the table. We're going to look at our cameras, and we're going to be really good actors and actresses here. Let's go. 60 seconds on the clock. Which team's first-round pick's the most intriguing? I think it's the Giants at five. First-time GM, first-time head coach, never run their own drafts before, and they also have that eight pick. I think they need to hit both of them. They cannot hit 500. I think it's the Giants right down the street. Hey, this one's for you and your vein on the side of your forehead. Should the Packers reach on the wide receiver to make sure they get one? It's not so much reach. I see it more as hustle. You got to show a little hustle. And yes, they should get a wide receiver. They should just ask Rodgers, who do you like? Tell us who you like. You wanted to have input. If it's Chris Olave, we'll get him. If it's the guy we have on day three, we'll get him. Just tell us. Hustle to go get a wide You love the history of the draft. What's the best value ever? Keenan McCardell, 1991, was drafted by Washington in the final round. Not the seventh round, my friends. <laughs> the 12th round, and he had 11,000 yards, two Super Bowls, and is currently coaching wide receivers for the Vikings. Keenan McCardell. <laughs> it's really hard not to look at you across the table. Well, we showed the Rams draft heist video yesterday. It was epic. Sawyer, what is the best heist movie of all time? When I hear heist in movie, I think Lufthansa. I think Goodfellas and the heist isn't even pictured in the movie, but if only for Johnny Roast Beef to show up with the pink Cadillac and dinner. What did I tell you? <laughs> Don't bite. What did, I, what did I tell you? Were you being a wise guy? It's in my mother's name. It's, it's the best. Uh, Johnny That's Roast Beef. R.I.P. Really it didn't end well with that catalog. Matt Castle, mm. former seventh round pick yes. uh, out of USC. You're up with 60 seconds Woo! left on the clock. Mm. Castle, if the Jets don't get a pass rusher at four or ten, is that a miss? No, I don't think it's a miss. Look, they went out and they got Carl Lawson. I know there's a lot of injury problems with him, but at the same time, they went out, they got him, they got Quint. Quinn and Williams, mm-hmm. they got Sheldon Rankins. They've got a good offense, I mean, defensive front, so now maybe putting some other pieces. So it's not a mess. Castle, a couple teams, in fact, the handful don't have a first round pick. Which one yeah. of them should jump into the party and trade in to have one? Oh, my old coach, Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. They've got 40 41. They're going to get up in that first round. Maybe get a guy like Matt Corral, get that fifth year option. He's got connections with Lane Kiffin there at Ole Miss. Great question here. What is the most underrated quarterback draft class in NFL history? <laughs> Well, it's 2005, obviously. Is it? You got A.A. Ron, right? Or Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer. You got Alex Smith. You've got Jason Campbell. You got Fitzpatrick, Kyle Orton. And guess what? Yours truly. That's a great class, actually. It's a pretty good class. Most important question, which legendary Las Vegas act would you most want to see live, Matt Castle? Viva Las Vegas! I'm Elvis all day long. Yeah, the king. I mean, I'd take Skinny King. I'd take Big King. I'd take Chubby King. I'd take Young King. Skinny King was not in Vegas, my friend. Yeah, he was I know. It's <laughs> All right, Kay, you're up. 60 seconds on the clock, and let's go. What's your favorite part of the Vegas experience? Oh, I'm a big spa girl at this point. Mm. I got to be there for like 48 hours and mm. leave. Uh, I like seeing music. I saw Slick Sonic. They're there till the end of May. Go see them. Uh, music. Grammys were amazing. So, yeah, I'd say music. Okay, which team with multiple first-round picks should make a trade. For the love of God, all that is good in the world, myself, and so that Kyle's head does not explode on. on this set, Green Bay Packers, move the assets, grab a wide yeah. receiver. Okay, which draft was your favorite to attend? 
One of the last ones in New York, 2013, I was there, my first draft, and it was Leon Sandcastle, and they were filming Draft Day all at the same time at Radio City Music Hall. I remember seeing Melissa Stark, and I was like, she's so beautiful. I just wanted to work with her someday. And I was just like nobody with like a little microphone, like a little lob interviewing people, and that was the best one. Okay. epic. Okay, here we go. Which celebrity would make the best draft pick announcement? That's a good one. I want a real fan. I hate when it's like people who are like, what's who, what's good? So I'm going to go Brian Bumgarner. Mm. Roll out there, <laughs> spill some chili on the stage, great. make the pick. And he's so into the Packers, like deep, deep levels, yeah. deeply concerned with everything going on there. So that would be fun, right? It'll be so fun, especially if Baumgartner makes a pick for the Packers and it's a linebacker and then a guard. Yes. That, then, then he'll really be in on the joke. Yes. Oh, look, it's Vegas. And hey. it's Peter Schrager. He'll join us Vegas. now. All right. 60 seconds. We're going to finish this off. People at home are going to give maybe a little extra time because there's quite a delay, so don't pay attention to that, Peter. Let's go. Who's one player you've heard attached to a team outside the top 10 that you feel very confident about? If Zion Johnson, our friend who was on the show, is sitting there at 23, I believe the Arizona Cardinals will take him. He is smart. He could play guard or center. And I think they're going to go offense if he's still on the board. Which team do you think will have a cool draft setup? Yeah, so it's interesting. It's not just the Rams and their Malibu house. There's a lot of things going on, and I think the Chargers are going to step up. I think the Chargers are going to have a very unique draft setup for when they make the 17th overall pick. It won't just be in a war room. Chargers, you're on the clock. Nice. Interesting. Mm. Who will be this year's late riser? Yeah, there's a few names. Quay Walker is a name to circle. He wasn't in many mock drafts for the first two months. He is at Georgia Bulldog. He can play linebacker. He does it inside-outside. Quay Walker wouldn't be shocked if he's in the top 25. Whenever you travel without us, you always have some great dinner stories. Mm -hmm. Who did you have dinner with last night? Who have you seen? Tell us every day. I've got visual evidence of my dinner partner last night, and I gotta say, it was a great exchange. There's oh. a guy in the middle. There he is. Yeah. We've got there the Super is. Bowl champion quarterback, Stafford, yeah. in great spirits. He was in practice yesterday, flew in, had a little event. We got a bite to eat, and then he flew right back. So Stafford was in Vegas for about three hours. He's back with the Rams today. We had a delicious, delicious meal. I won't name the restaurant. I don't know if it is in ties with the NFL. And we don't give out free endorsements here on the NFL, but we do endorse Matthew Stafford, Never. Peter Schrager, and that's Ira Stahlberg. Ira, hello. You're the third man at the table. Great time. Thank you, Matthew Stafford. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We don't know who's going when or why. I thought the Lions could take Malik Willis, too. 
Maybe they do wait till 32 and get Pickett instead. There's lots of connections, lots of info. We have every angle covered for you right here on NFL Network. All 32 teams covered all day long leading into that draft right here on NFL Network. I ask you guys, and Matt, I'll start with you, mm-hmm. who needs to knock it out the park? Who needs an mm-hmm. A-plus Round one draft. Right. You know, I think Houston's interesting to me, right? They, they've got three. They've got 13. And, look, they're looking to move forward and become relevant again. They've had a tough few years, a really a brutal few years, right? The Deshaun Watson situation, how it ended with Bill O'Brien. And then if they can go out and nail these two first-round picks and Davis Mills actually works out the way that they think that they do, going into 2023, right, you're looking about, like, their salary cap is in a great situation. They've got more multiple first-round picks. This team's going to become relevant very quickly and can be and change what the, what the outlook of their organization's been for you this like last few years. You like, like Davis Mills. I do like Davis Mills. I like potential. him a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think, as I told you guys yesterday, I think he's a kid that if he would have stayed one more year and had him perform like he did when he was at Stanford and would have had a successful season, he would have been the first quarterback off the board in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They, they lucked out. They got him in the third round last year, and he played well for a rookie. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that they need to surround him with more talent. And he can, he can definitely play the position, and he proved that last year as a rookie. I look at some a team like the Texans, if they stick their, their draft, you know, maybe they can be in contention for a wild card in December. If the Packers stick their draft this year, they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Mm. This year, they're going to win the Super Bowl. The Packers and the draft have shortened my life. And Kay knows this. <laughs> I may even have grounds for a lawsuit. Um, between the unconscionable Jordan Love pick, which I think is the strangest pick in NFL history, to last year at this time, we thought they were going to trade Rodgers on draft day. So now here we are. And um, you have two picks. Two, which is so rare. 22, 28. You have a massively talented wide receiver class. You just lost the best wide receiver at least in 20 years in Green Bay. It's all coming together. If they do this, if they get a player, if they get two players, they're going to win the Super Bowl. And this is what I mean this. Every single year, it is, we're in the playoffs, it's cold, we're maybe at Lambeau winner, we need somebody to make a play, just someone make one play, and and Rodgers is doing his best, and maybe he's not having his best night. Who's that guy to step up? Who was that guy to break a tackle against San Francisco and score? Who was that guy two years ago against Tampa to make a catch in the red zone? It's never that guy because they don't draft weapons in the first round. I love Randall Cobb. I love Jordy Nelson. I love all of them. This is the night. I think they can win a Super Bowl with these picks tonight. All, some of these other teams, the Lions will get back on their feet. Jacksonville will get back to putting together a professional organization. That matters a lot. Green Bay can win the Super Bowl with these picks. They stick both of them, or they take both of them and move up and get their Jamar Chase, or yeah. they get their Justin Jefferson. I think they, they could win the Super Bowl do you this see, year. Do you see that kind of a wide receiver in the show? Because what you're missing is the fact that watered down NFC, I get it. Adam's gone. Yeah. Adam's gone was yeah. huge. Did he win them yeah. a Super Bowl? No. But they do have that chemistry, and he, he is that guy who would make that big play. Are you seeing with these picks, these multiple picks, they can replace that hole? Maybe. I think the Packers are going to be much better on defense this year, and I think they're going to run the hell out of the ball. Yes. I don't think they can draft Devontae Adams tonight, but I think they can draft a Justin Jefferson if they do it right. And maybe it's Jameson, or maybe it's Alave, or maybe it's one of these guys. They pull a trade and get a free agent, or not a free, they pull a trade and get a DK Metcalf like has been talked, discussed and talked mm-hmm. about. Would you rather that? Yes. Make that move. Always. Right? Get and just look, this, this pick is so big because Rodgers for, for two years has said, I want control. I want input. I want input. I want input. You got it. They've said you have it. So this is the Rodgers pick tonight. Like he, Goody is the GM. Aaron Rodgers is really the GM tonight. I want to see who he likes because yeah. after that, there's no excuses. The, the, Giant, or the, the Packers, rather, huge. Kyle's got the New York City beautiful skyline behind him, and that's where I'm going. I just okay. need Jets. I just need you to get out of the basement. Of the AFC. That's all I'm asking. And you've got a Ooh. prime opportunity to do that with multiple picks in the top 10. Sala at four, take defense. Get yourself an explosive pass rusher, a name, someone you can build around, a star. Is it Thibodeau? Fine. Is it Sauce Gardner? As I think Schrager has Sauce Gardner mocked awesome. to them. Great. Mm-hmm. Get a corner, a piece, something you can build around. Then at 10, you got to help Zach Wilson out. Number two, last year, doesn't have the help around him. You got to go. If you go defense, that's fine. Receiver at 10, and that needs to hit. They both need to hit. Mm-hmm. So top, two top 10 picks, they have to take advantage of this draft uh, and get it done on both sides of the ball. This is a golden opportunity, Sala and company, to make something happen. Shregs, you want to talk New York too? 
I do. Okay, great call on the Jets. They're at four and ten. Their crosstown rivals, the Giants, are at five and seven. I don't think the Giants can miss this, and I don't think they can get cute, and I don't think they can do anything. They need to get players. That roster has several names. Do they have any blue chip players? And I know they've had top ten picks in the past. Have they worked out? The jury is still out. So at five and seven, the Giants need to draft not only guys that they like, but guys that can play right away and contribute. And if Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future, and we're going to give him a year, we're going to see. Let's see if we can give him some guys around here that either can protect him or that can do stuff on the other side of the ball that they can help him succeed. And we could actually figure out with clear eyes whether or not he's the quarterback of the future. I've got a friend, Detro. His name is Todd Dietropani. He's a diehard Giants fan. He's the ticket holder. I gave them in my mock draft. Charles Cross at five over Evan Neal and Derek Stingley at seven over Kayvon Thibodeau. And he's responding to me as if we're not even friends. He is just distraught. The Giants would fail the draft. Like That is the kind of feeling the Giants have, have right now. After the Gettleman years and the Gettleman drafts, like there is such optimism around Brian Dable and Joe Shane. They need to nail this first draft. Five and seven? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. That seventh pick? They traded back last year. Do you know who ended up being the pick that they traded back? A guy named Micah Parsons. Mm. Don't mess this up, Giants. Mm. Go get this thing done. (laughs) Kyle, do you know what's so hot right now? Tell me. 18, I mean, having two picks. I know. It's Mm. the cool thing to do. It's really en vogue. All right. 18. Eight have two first-round picks. Okay, imagine only having one first-round pick. Like, what are you, why are you even showing up? Don't even (laughs) go to Vegas if you only have one pick in the first 32. All right. First round is hours away, and like you're seeing, eight teams, and those New York teams, really trendy. They're on fire. They've got four picks in the top ten between the Jets and the Giants. Let's get the latest on those squads. Welcoming in Mike and... And Judy, 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 who I hope can hear me today. She's with the Giants. Giardi, you, my friend, uh, are with the Jets. So let's start with you. Four and ten overall tonight. What are you hearing about their picks at four? Well, when you talk about four, I know there's been some late buzz for Sauce Gardner. A lot of mocks have come out, including our own DJ, uh, move the sticks, saying that that's the way they go because he's a premier player at a premier position. But I'll tell you what, it would be a little bit of a diversion for this football team, the way they build themselves with GM Joe Douglas and the head coach Robert Sala. They are all about the front lines, offensive and defensive lines. In fact, they were joking, Kay, about the idea that they might have to have a fist fight in the draft room to decide who gets to pick what at what position there because that's how strongly they feel about the respective positions. But Joe Douglas was talking about the offensive line in general and saying even though they invested high picks in Mekhi Becton and Alvera Tucker there the past year, the idea being, hey, look, we can never have enough. If Icky Kwanu is there and he's the highest rated guy on the board, you take that guy because this is all about protecting Zach Wilson. He's your franchise. It's about developing him. Okay, but then if they take offense at four, and that's all fine and well, then what do they do at 10th? Their head coach, a defensive-minded guy, I would think pass rusher, that position is something they definitely want to look into. What do you know? Well, there's no question that they would like an edge out of the first two uh, rounds of this draft because they have 35 and 38 to start the second round. But here at 10, it might be the logical spot to go grab a receiver. They've continued to add to that position, obviously signing Corey Davis. They have Elijah Moore. They re-signed Braxton Berrios. But there's a chance to get a difference maker at 10. And again, like I talk about, they keep saying this is about Zach Wilson, supporting him and developing him. And what better way to do that than maybe by getting the first or second receiver off the draft boards Drake London's been a name that's been linked to him. He'd be a supersized Corey Davis, you know, six foot four, 220 pounds, that basketball ability to high point the, the football. I mean, he's a 50-50 contested catch guy. Garrett Wilson getting some late buzz here as well. Probably the most polished of all the receivers. And then I think the X factor is Jamison Williams, whose speed is just something that you don't see very often. And what he could do for this offense on the outside Exciting. I know Zach Wilson said whatever they do, he's with the plan. He's excited for it. But, boy, if they can get him an offensive lineman and a receiver, that dude's going to be turning cartwheels tonight. Jamison Williams, some question marks with that ACL injury. He might not be ready to go, but I think the most complete player in the entire draft. Judy Batista here with the Giants. They have two picks. They pick at fifth and seventh. What are you hearing about that first one they make at five? 
Well, what I can tell you guys is that Joe Shane, the first-year general manager, has, he, he says, seven players he likes. He actually has more than that. Um, but the point of that is that any combination of two players from that group would make them happy. All of us on the outside are so focused on the offensive tackle, and the Giants acknowledge, yes, that is a hole. It's a significant hole, and they need to address it. But it's not the only hole, and the feeling in the building is that their roster is just not in the kind of condition yet, right now, that they can overdraft just for one position. Offensive tackle is a need, but there are other needs. We know that edge rusher is a need. We know that if James Bradbury, who is their cornerback, is not going to be on the team, that's not a foregone conclusion, but that if he's not going to be on the team, then there's a big hole at cornerback all of a sudden. So there are a number of holes that the Giants feel they need to address. They are not quite as focused on offensive tackle as those of us on the outside are. They are focused on best player available because they feel like they've got to upgrade at a number of places. And maybe even the quarterback position, which would throw an entire wrench in this entire thing. One never knows. But here's what's going to happen. Joe, as you mentioned, and new head coach Brian Dable are going to make their pick, take a breath. And then two picks later, they're right back on the clock. Do you think at seventh uh, overall they go defense, offense? Any uh, ideas? I think it's going to be a really intriguing 30 minutes and a really important 30-minute span there for the New York Giants that's going to tell us an awful lot about the future of this franchise. There is the possibility that they could trade back. There's been lots of speculation that this team needs a lot, so wouldn't they like to trade back and make another pick? I can tell you, if they trade back, it would just be by a small amount. They are not going to drop all the way down. They don't want to get too cute and miss out on players. So I think the question is, who is there on the board? As I said, they have more than seven players that they like available. And so any two of that. So if any two of those are available, I think they make the pick at seven. I was told we can't get too cute here. We need players. We have to upgrade. So I would expect that they make that pick or maybe drop down only a few slots to make a pick. I would say if they they go offense and defense here and bulk up both, both of those lines. Don't get too cute. That goes to the Jets and the Giants. Uh, Judy Batista, we appreciate you. Mike Giardi, love you as well. And you were with us all day long on NFL Draft Kickoff, which starts in 30 minutes all day on NFL Network. So let's keep it here on the East Coast. Jets and Giants, really, I know it's like, oh, the sky is falling. Don't make the wrong pick. But it's such an opportunity. Let's be positive. They could nail these both sides and turn their franchises around. We're talking premium picks in the NFL Draft hours from now, guys. Since 2017, they're tied with the worst record in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They each have two picks in the top ten to help them get back on track. So which New York team would you choose if you had to choose one? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, I guess it's kind of hard sell either way, right? But I'm going to go with the Giants. The reason is I'm intrigued by Brian Dayball, and I don't think he gets enough credit for what he did with Josh Allen and his development in his career. And I think if he gets the right pieces to, to that offensive side of the ball, that he'll be able to go out there and have a lot of success. And the other second part of that is the Giants are in the NFC West, which I think is a lesser division when you're talking about the Bingo. AFC East with the Jets because you look at the, the excuse me, the NFC East yeah. and the AFC East. When you talk about the AFC East with Miami, what they did this offseason, you've got Buffalo Bills, one of the top teams in the AFC in general, and you've got the New England Patriots. I, I just think that the Giants have a clear path to being successful sooner. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Giants, too, and I, I, I maintain that it's the Giants because they'll draft a quarterback tonight, or they should. <gasps> Did this thing yesterday. Talked to both of you guys about how I think at five, most likely, they should admit that they were wrong with Daniel Jones and take Malik Willis. Fascinating response from Giants fans. And sometimes we talk that Giants fans are more about sports radio and everything. Don't engage on Twitter. Massive engagement. Um, and the responses to me saying that the Giants should take quarterback, just zeros or tens. Either terrible take, you're an idiot, or facts 100, do this. And I do think that people who said terrible take had an interesting take. And they said... You're saying that we made a mistake to go up and draft Daniel Jones, so you're saying we should make a mistake and go up and draft Malik Willis, which I respect the take. I would only argue back. I think Malik Willis is much more talented than Daniel Jones and would be under Brian Dable and have a whole different deal. But they also say, we have way too many needs. You know, you're right. Daniel Jones is not the answer, but we have way too many needs. You also have two picks. So go and get an offensive tackle. Go get a wide receiver. I just think sitting around... The other thing... 
everybody's already on the 2023 clock. Everyone's. Right. Do you know how many teams out there are planning to get their franchise quarterback in 2023? Like 12 of them. So this <laughs> idea that just get the pieces now and then next year we'll get uh, Sir Galahad. I don't know if he's going to be there for you. You don't know if you're going to be here at 5-8 and eight again. So I hear you, Giants fans. I respect your takes. But I still say Daniel Jones was a mistake. Go for the super talented guy to feed Brian Dable to mold, then move forward. Why not Kenny Pickett? Just more talented. More ta- I, I, think, I think they have Kenny Pickett, and I think his name's Daniel Jones. You know, and I just want I want a guy who can run, I want a guy with a laser, and I want a guy, listen, he's not gonna start. Daniel Jones is gonna start this year. They, they, he's coming back. Sit there for a year and just learn from Daniel Jones, who I'm sure will be great as a teammate. That's just my my. Opinion. How much faith do you have in Dable? Great point by you that Josh Allen, his leaps mm-hmm. are right. a lot of his hard work, but it's mm-hmm. a lot of Brian Dable. How much faith do you have in him that he's a huge pivotal factor in getting the best out of whoever they have? Well, I just remember Josh Allen as a rookie, and it was so much talent, and we used to call him Sugar High Josh Allen. It, right. it was like he would take 50 fun dips and be like, oh my God, I'm going to throw it backwards over my head in the playoff game. Like, you got, we got to rein that in, Josh. Just chill, buddy. Just and I credit that to Dayball. Like, you saw the ability, and you just be like, someone needs to coach this guy up. The guy coached him up so well that he's now the head coach of the Giants. So I have a lot of faith in him. It's really well said. Peter Schrager joining us from Vegas. He's got his last mock draft out. He's taking it all in, and he wants in on the convo. Go for it. Of course I do, and it's a great conversation because that city is in so deserving of a team that is relevant come January, and it hasn't been the case. You know, it's also interesting about this draft. Houston Texans control a lot of the keys on this thing. So let's say it goes 1-2, and it's Walker-Hutchinson or it's Hutchinson-Walker. If the Houston Texans take Derek Stingley with the third overall pick, suddenly you're looking at Iki Aquanu available at fourth overall, and the Jets might say, gosh, we love Sauce Gardner, but Iki's available. Now we've got Becton, Iki, and Vera Tucker on our offensive line. We give Zach Wilson a chance. Totally changes the perspective of this draft. The latest rumor we're hearing is that Detroit is not a slam dunk at defensive end, and they might like Thibodeau. So what if Detroit takes Thibodeau at two? Is there a chance Houston passes on Hutchinson and the Jets could get Aiden Hutchinson at four? All of these things are being played out now in these final moments as we lead up to the draft in what really is the most unpredictable draft that we've had in the last decade. Which team has a better chance to turn it around? The Giants do. They're in a far lesser division with teams that are rebuilding in Philadelphia, Washington, and Dallas. The Jets are in a loaded division. It's going to take a longer time, but the Jets might have better young talent on the roster at those rookie, uh, those first contract deals than what the Giants have. It's really, you can go either way on this one, but I don't think it's chalk that it's going to be, here's what the Jets are going to do at four, here's what the Giants are going to do at five. We still might have some mystery in the top three. And then there's, you know, on your mock draft over at NFL.com slash Schrager, you have trades happening in that first round. You have the Eagles trading up, the Packers trading up. Do you th- is there a possibility that we're not even considering the current players in the NFL looking for trades, the Debos, the Bakers, the Garoppolos? Is any of that percolating out there right now? Oh, it's very possible. We might see a trade today. I would, I would not be shocked if we did. Debo, probably not. Some of those other third-year wide receivers, probably not. But I wouldn't be shocked if, maybe not today, but this weekend, we did see a Baker Mayfield trade or Jimmy Garoppolo's name come up. Mm. All that comes into play because you've got this bounty of picks, this treasure trove. You might have to trade some of those to go up and get your guys. Giants might be looking to trade back. Jets might be looking to trade back. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings for the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. 
What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 